What's up, everybody? This is Everything in the USA. I'm your host, Corey Graff, and we talk about sports, hunting and fishing, and video games. Without further ado, let's get into this. Okay, so, first thing I'm going to say is that NFL.com posted this article about the best five NFL free agent team fits. Okay, so we're going to start with the first one. Jadavion Clowney to the New England Patriots. I have to disagree with this one. Okay, because... If you noticed last year when... I mean, me personally, I think Brady's in decline as far as his arm strength goes. But the biggest issue with New England last year is that they did not have a good supporting cast around Tom Brady. And, yeah, you did lose a lot of free agents on the defense. Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, Danny Shelton. And you lost Dante Hightower. But, you added Cam Newton. You didn't hardly pick up any offensive weapons in free agency. I think Jadavion Clowney, with his caliber, as much as I hate to say it, needs to go to the Chicago Bears. Because Jadavion Clowney and Khalil Mack on the same defense? <laughs> that would be a monster defense. Devontae Freeman. Philadelphia Eagles. That one... I would have to say yes on. Because... Um, Doug Peterson... Yes, he loves to throw the ball. But also, I'm a little hesitant on this one too. Because who does Carson Wentz really have to throw to? Alshon Jeffrey. That's really about it. And Zach Ertz. I would say a wide. they're in more of a position of a wide receiver need. Where I would send Freeman... I'm wanting to say... Jacksonville. Because we already know the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to get the number one pick this year. With as many picks as they've messed up on, or who they've traded away, it's obvious that they're going to fully rebuild that organization. Colin Kaepernick. Oh my gosh. Baltimore Ravens. What a bunch of shit. What a bunch of shit on this one. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens have Lamar Jackson. And Robert Griffin III. And which, as you noticed in the last game of 2019, RG3 still won that game. For the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. This is where I think Colin Kaepernick needs to go. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, because Derek Carr is not the quarterback to lead you to the Super Bowl. He is not. He has taken the Raiders in the right direction. And of course, I wasn't really too thrilled on the John Gruden hire. Jack Del Rio, their former coach, he took them in the right direction. He did. But as of right now, John Gruden has no playoff spot to add to his resume when coming back to coach the Raiders. Okay, Logan Ryan, Cincinnati Bengals. For once, I actually do agree with this one. 
he is still a solid corner. And let's look at something. While the former Patriot and Titans surrendered six touchdowns and allowed a 92.5 passer rating to opposing QBs when he was the nearest defender in 2019, he also got four interceptions and the second most passes defended, according to the next-gen stats. Now, there is potential there. But he's got to get into the right defense. Somebody's defense like Chuck Pagano's. We'll take him for example. Or even Mike Pettin. I mean, Mike Pettin, if you give him the defensive players that he got, you've seen what he can do. That was one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. And Delaney Walker goes to the Green Bay Packers. I most certainly agree with this one. I most certainly do. Okay, so let's look at this for example, okay? The Packers have a chance because they just came out of the NFC Championship game. Got slaughtered by San Francisco. Okay. You have a chance in the biggest wide receiver draft in all of fucking draft history. But who's your first pick? Jordan Love. I gotta tell you, as a Packer fan, I was like, what in the utter hell are you guys doing? Lord forgive me for cussing, but... I mean, I'm just outraged. And you take absolutely no wide receivers! Somebody has got to accommodate Devontae Adams. Now, there's been talks about Green Bay signing Antonio Brown. Okay, I'm not opposed to that. People might think I'm crazy, but I'm not opposed to that. If there's some stipulations to this, if he can keep his head straight... And he can keep his mouth shut and do what is asked of him to do. Because we all know Antonio Brown, when he's on point, he is on point. And Aaron Rodgers will get him that ball. There's been talks about Des Bryant signing with the Packers. He's working out with the Ravens here sometime this week. But the Ravens already have so many weapons. You got Mark Ingram. You've got Marquise Brown. You got Mark Andrews. And you got Lamar Jackson. What more do you need there? I really think Des Bryant should go to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, his route running is not that great. But I think he could have been better under... Mike McCarthy versus Jason Garrett. Now, I got to tell you, I do not think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are going to be the most improved team this year. I think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I hate Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is a significant upgrade over Jason Garrett. And let's keep in mind, though, because the reason why I'm talking about the NFL right now is because football season is upon us. And it, it looks like every college program is taking their college football season to the spring because of COVID-19. Do I really think that's, that's going to make a difference? No, I don't. But here soon, the only football that's going to be on is the NFL. And I... I know everybody hates the NFL. There's a lot of things about the NFL that I don't agree with. I just read an article the other day where they're thinking about banning military and banning the national anthem and banning cops on the field and military. Okay, I'm not a big, huge supporter of Leo. But I don't hate them either. I hate the ones that are hypocrites and take a constitutional oath to protect and serve but then they're the ones that are out there sexually assaulting women and sexually assaulting kids 
and just being pure hypocrites. That's the ones I can't stand. Yes, I did do the wall of shame for Hollywood, but I surrendered it back to him, but I still help him with it. Okay? You, Leo, need to start holding your people accountable. But that's beside the point. Okay. So let's get back into it. Okay. So we're going to focus on the NBA a little bit. I mean, I know not a lot of people like basketball. I mean, I really don't. And, you know, we talk about kneeling for the national anthem. It's not just the NFL that's doing it. It's the NBA. It's the MLB. It's the maybe even the NHL. That's why I love the UFC. Because the UFC, they do not have national anthems. So you cannot give them the opportunity to do that. I've been in a couple of UFC events. There is no national anthem. There should be. But I'm just going to say briefly about the NBA. Particularly the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. You guys, every time I watch Skip and Shannon Undisputed, it's usually the Lakers lost. Or the NBA, or the Lakers win by less than 10 points. Okay. So, I'm looking at the stats here. Um, total points... Donovan Mitchell. Luka Doncic, if that's how you pronounce his name. James Harden. Total rebounds. LeBron James is number two. Total assists. LeBron James is number one. Okay. But for the Los Angeles Lakers, they suffered a big tragedy back in January with a loss of Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe Bryant... You can say what you can say about the man. But the man is a legend. He is an icon for the sport of basketball. And if the if the Lakers do not win the NBA Finals this year, this season is in vain. Now, I'm going to pull up the MLB stats here. And give me just a second here. Let's look at who's in first and who's in second as far as their standings. Okay. So the American League East, the Yankees are on top. And with the Tampa Bay Rays a half behind half a game behind them. Boston, good lord. In the AL Central, it's Minnesota. AL West, it's Oakland. Let's go to the National League. Atlanta Braves. Okay, so we're going to get into a segment here about the Atlanta Braves here in just a second and the Washington football team. Washington football team. What a joke. National League Central, Chicago Cubs. I'm sorry, I'm a Cardinals fan. And my Cardinals are a game and a half behind them. National League West is the L.A. Dodgers. Some very tight races, though, in the MLB right now. Okay, so let's get into my Atlanta Braves-Washington football debate. Okay, you people say that their name is offensive. That their meanings are offensive. I can see where you're coming from on this. Okay. But Dan Schneider, Washington football team, seriously? Why not name it the Washington Wolfpack? That's a badass name. Washington Wolfpack. And I think people will really go with that. But instead, you gotta name it the Washington football team. I mean, that is just a joke. I'm sorry, but that is just a joke.
I mean, it really is. Now, let's go into the UFC for a little bit. Okay? We all know Francis Ngannou is going to get the next title fight against Stipe Miocic. Justin Gaethje is going to be fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov. Kamaru Usman is going to be fighting Gilbert Burns. But let's look at who should be the number one contender. Let's look at the fight who should be the number one contender for the Walter White title. Because that is the second most stacked division in all the UFC. Okay? Leon Edwards is number three. Jorge Masvidal, number four. And didn't those two have a fight backstage not too long ago? That is the fight to make for number one contender. Without a doubt. And let me pull up some more of the rankings again. And... You know, I'm already calling it, and Dana White's already said that it's going to happen, is that Dominic Reyes and Yan Lukovic is going to get a shot at the vacant UFC light heavyweight title. Okay. So, in the lightweight division, for a number one contender fight, this would be my number one contender fight. Dustin Poirier is number two. Tony Ferguson is number three. That's the fight to make for number one contender at lightweight. Actually, let, let, let's just stop and let's go into the flyweights. Okay. Divison Figueredo is the champion. Okay. Joseph Benavides is number one, but he's already lost to him. The next challenger in my mind should be the assassin baby, Brandon Marino. All right, and let's move on to Bantamweight. Peter Yan is the champion. Marlon Marais is number one. Algerman Sterling is number two. Cody Garbrandt's already going to fight for the flyweight title at number three. Okay, so... I'm going to say Marlon Marais. Because even after he lost to Henry Cejudo, he is still bouncing back. And you got to remember, in five months, TJ Dillashaw is able to come back. Whoever wins that title is going to be holding on that belt for TJ Dillashaw. Because he never lost a belt. Alright, so let's move on to featherweight. Alexander Volkanovsky. Max Holloway's already Max Holloway's already lost to him twice. We haven't heard about Brian Ortega in quite some time. Who I think should be his next challenger is Zabit. Zabit. I believe he trains with Khabib at AKA in San Jose. I'm not for sure on that one. Lightweight, we've already discussed. Welterweight, we've already discussed. Middleweight. Now, that is a dying division right there. Robert Whitaker's already lost to Israel Adesanya. Okay. So, Paulo Costa is going to get that next shot. Dana White's already said that. He's 35 pounds overweight right now. Granted, he's never missed weight in his entire career. But don't you think you want to get that weight down a little bit, buddy? I think the number one contender fight should be Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier. Because Jared Cannonier is number three. And we've already discussed the light heavyweight. Now, heavyweight, we already know Francis Ngannou is going to get that next shot. <clears throat> Excuse me. But John Jones moving up to heavyweight? Okay. DC's retiring. We already know this. 
So, a potential fight for DC, or for Jones, excuse me. I'm saying Alistair Overeem. Or Curtis Blades, or Derek Lewis. Now, Derek Lewis is getting better and better each fight. But golly, does he need to drop some weight. Because I really think if you had an agile Derek Lewis, who's about a good solid 235, 240, man, I would not want to mess with that boy. Whew. Now, the strawweight division, Weili Zhang, she's the champion. Who I think should face her next, obviously, should be Rose Namajunas. Make a number one contender fight. Let's do Tatiana Suarez versus Joanna Janjacek. I know Joanna lost to her. Actually, let's scratch that. Let's do Tatiana Suarez versus Jessica Andrade. Tatiana has gotten better and better ever since she won the Ultimate Fighter. There's just no way fans are butts about that. Okay. Flyweight. Valentina Shevchenko. You got two more two more months and it would be done. God, I love that accent. Okay, so she's already fought Caitlin Jukagan. Cynthia Calvillo is number two. She's more than likely going to get the next title shot. Jennifer Maia, she looks really good. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they make those two fight for the number one contendership. Amanda Nunes. Let's, uh, for her bantamweight title, let's make the fight of Aspen Ladd versus Juliana Pena. Honestly, do I think they're going to beat Amanda Nunes? No. It's going to take somebody from another organization like Bellator 1 or even Invicta that's been around this game long enough and who's undefeated to come in and beat Amanda Nunes. And with that, that's your sports section, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Leave your comments below. And this is a very, very audience-friendly show. And I wanted to, I want to know your guys' opinion. With that, I'll talk to you guys later. Hope you guys have a great day. What's up, everybody? This is Everything in the USA. I'm your host, Corey Graff, and hope you guys are having a wonderful day. All right, so let's get into it, all right? We talk about sports, hunting and fishing, and outdoors, and we also talk about video games and technology. I'm into a little bit of everything, so this show needs to be about a little bit of everything. Okay, so let's get into the hunting, hunting and fishing and outdoors uh, segment. Okay, so I've really been thinking about something I want to do with the audience is I want to know and this also goes for sports too I want to know what your best hunting trip has ever been what your best fishing trip has ever been um where's your favorite places to travel um in a place where you really got in touch with nature and um, I also want you guys to post this to the Facebook page of the largest animal that you have ever killed or you caught on a pole. You know what I mean? Fishing. And I want you to put that on the Facebook page. And I really want to see that because that will be awesome to see. Um... Also, I want to like I want to promote uh, Sniper Hog Lights. Um, right now, 
If you order online, free shipping and all orders over $100. My dad loves Sniper Hog Lights. Um, they are just the absolute best homegrown hunting products as far as lights go that you can buy. Um, and if you if you want to check out their merchandise, check them out at www.sniperhoglights.com. Um, and man, their 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 products are awesome. Um, you know, I also want to promote uh, Knockout Firearms. Um, Ralph Randolph is the owner of that, and out in Arizona. Um, I've seen his work on his motorcycles. And I will surely say that Ralph Randolph is a completely gifted individual. I mean, I was—I wish I was half as gifted as he was. Um, but the man, he's good. I mean, go check him out. Um, and I'll make sure I put that on the Facebook page as well. Um, so let me get into a little bit more about what really drove me to go into the outdoors it was my dad um i remember my dad wanting to try to get me into hunting ever since i was about seven years old we used to go squirrel hunting we used to go turkey hunting we used to go fishing all the time and as a kid, I probably didn't realize it at the time because I was so into video games. And um, all I wanted to do was just sit in the house and play video games. Sometimes I still do. It depends on the day, though. If it's raining outside and storming, yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to be sitting in the house and playing video games. Trust me. But anyway. Um... I don't think I really got into nature until I was about 21, 22. I mean, yeah, I went hunting and fishing before that. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. But when I really started taking it seriously, it was in my early 20s. Um, I'll tell you a crazy story. Out here in Southern Illinois. Um, I was with my buddies, Adam and Tom. Over at uh, Waltonville Dam in Waltonville, Illinois. A real small town. Probably only maybe about 400 people. And uh, it's it's a it's a piece of Wren Lake. And uh, so we were sitting out there by the beach. Had a campfire going. And we were fishing all night long. Well... We were using dead bluegill as our bait to catch some flathead catfish. And all of a sudden, we see my pole going in the water. So we grab it real fast. And, um, you know, I was all excited. My adrenaline was pumping and, and what have you. And um, so I started reeling him in, reeling him in, which I should have just let him wear himself out. Then I probably could have reeled him in. But um, it was a 50-pound flathead. Had to have been. Because uh, the the fishing line that I was using was 35-pound. Uh, and this sucker snapped the line without hesitation. And we were jugging all night long. And we actually caught about three catfish that night. But it was just being out in nature is what was awesome. Um, and I'll, I also want to give a big shout out to uh, JNS Sense because I believe their products really made a difference in this hunt. Um, so whenever. I was out hunting about three years ago. I had just started to learn how to bow hunt. And um, I had gotten myself a new bow, it was a, and I still have that bow to this day. It's a Diamond Infinite Edge Pro. And you know, 
whenever I talk to you guys and give you guys advice about setting up your bows and whatnot, make sure you go to a locally owned business that knows what the heck they're doing. I made that mistake once by going to a corporate store and they did not know what they were doing. Granted, I'm sure there's probably people in corporate stores that do know what they're doing. But after this experience, I um, made sure that I went to a local business this time. And so, um, whenever we get out to the place where we're going hunting at, my dad says, here, he dropped some yellow gel down, a, um, down on the ground. He goes, rub your boots in that. And what it was, it was deer urine, and it was gelled. It was called Chill Pills by JNS Sense. And so what that is is deer urine. So the deer are going to smell that. Um, and I got to tell you, it really made a difference on that hunt. Because that night, even though it was only a little three-pointer, it was a young buck. I was proud of that harvest. Because it was my first one. You know, I probably could have gotten a, another one. But when I got in the stand, I realized that my sights were loose. I shot at one, thinking I got him. They started blowing his whistle. Okay, so when, it, when you're out on a hunt, I didn't realize this. Whenever they start blowing, that means you're screwed. Didn't know that until I went out there that year. Um, anyway, so, you know, JNS Sense, you know, I mean, their products are phenomenal. Um, I'm going to check real quick and see if he's got any promotions going on for you, um, guys to take a look at and... Keep in mind, I mean, I'm advertising them for free because they're a locally owned business and their products are just absolutely phenomenal and they deserve deserve the praise. Okay, so let's take a look. Oh, yeah, they've actually got some decent deals here. Okay, so... Actually, yeah, okay, so if you go on to J, jssense.com and um, if you enter your name and email address below, wherever it tells you to put that in, you'll receive 10% off your order. And they got really good products. I mean, okay, so let's look at the ultimate season, early season combo here. Okay, so this is just one of the things that they have. Um, the chill pills is what I was just uh, alluding to not too long ago. Um, they have the opening day dough, uh, intruder buck spray, uh, an intruder buck scrape rage gel. I mean, and this guy owns an actual deer farm, so he knows deer from the back of his head. This guy that runs this company. And when you have that in your corner, you definitely can make some great products. Um, and so, you know, and I want to kind of get, I was looking at some articles on where the best places to hunt would be at and the best places to fish were. Let me pull those up here. And we're going to go over that, actually. Alright, so this is by PetersonHunting.com. And it says the top 10 trophy whitetail states. And I actually read through this article, and I do disagree with it. At all. Number one is Wisconsin. It's cold up in Wisconsin. 
deer like the cold. Because usually whenever it's hot, usually they tend to bed down pretty well. Number two, Ohio. Honestly, I didn't really disagree, didn't really agree with that one too much. I thought Illinois would be number two. But obviously that's not the case. Number three is Kentucky. Now, I've always thought Illinois, Missouri, Wisconsin, and Kentucky, they all should be the top four. But, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody should have, everybody's got one. You know what I mean? Okay, number five is Iowa. And number six is Indiana. Number seven is Kansas. Eight is Missouri. That's what I say to that one. Number nine is Minnesota. And number ten is Texas. You know, there's a lot of this list that I don't disagree with, and there's a lot of this list that, eh. I mean, I would say depending on the year, if whoever has a good year and whoever has a bad year. Um, but yeah, that's your list from petersonhunting.com. Um, so I want to kind of go into what my dream hunts would be. All right. So I'm going to start off by saying I would love to go buffalo hunting. Buffaloes have the leanest meat in any animal and their their pelts can be used for clothing that's a win-win um i definitely want to hunt a cougar just because i just want to hunt a big cat i want to broaden my horizon when it comes to hunting And number three, I am petrified of reptiles. So, I think for me, I would have to say this hunt would be more about facing my fears than anything else. Would be gators. I am petrified of reptiles. I would be a nervous wreck in that boat if I'm, especially if we're doing an occasion style like them boys on Swamp People. I'm gonna do my best Troy Landry impersonation here. Holy cow, that's a big alligator! <laughs> oh, holy cow, that's a big one! God, I love Troy Landry. Um. But anyway, I think that's what it would be for me. It's just overcoming my fear. I mean, there would definitely be a lot of adrenaline. Especially when you're the hunter and you could become the hunted. I think there's a lot to be said to that. Um, and you know, as fishing-wise, man, I've never been fly fishing before. I definitely want to do that. I've heard it's a lot of work. But I would definitely love to experience it. Maybe out in Alaska, maybe in uh, Washington, or out on the west northwest coast, um, or even in Colorado. Just out there fly fishing and enjoying nature. And I think we're out in nature. I mean, it, you guys know I'll only bow down to one person, two people, and that's God and Jesus Christ. I really think it brings you closer to both of them. Also, what I want to do on this channel is... Um, this is also considered outdoors. If you love a certain place to hike, where is your... Where is that spot at for you? 
let me know on the Facebook page. I also have Instagram. It's everything in the USA. And then you'll see on the username, everything in the USA official. Uh, that's the official Instagram page of the radio show. And uh, so anyway, um, whenever I was coming home from Bowling Green, Kentucky, one year, I remember going through there, heading up to Paducah, Kentucky, to come home. And from Bowling Green to Paducah was amazing scenery. I mean, amazing. Kentucky is God's country, everybody. And, um, you know, that would be an amazing route to take if you were on a bike. Um... And kayaking. You know, I want to know where your favorite places are to go kayaking. Because I love kayaking. I've only been maybe once or twice. But golly, I love it. And it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. But it's being out in nature. Okay, so real quick, let's get into the video game section here. We got a few minutes left here. Okay, so the most anticipated video games of 2020... And yes, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox X series have been confirmed for the holiday season, which, if you all know me, I'm going to wait a little while until they fix all the bugs from the uh, debut of those video game consoles. Okay, so the number one most anticipated game, and this is out of Stuff.TV, is Cyberpunk 2077. And yes, I have that pre-ordered. It looks freaking amazing. Um, Spider-Man, Miles Mor Morales. I remember looking at, and the thing that sucks is, is that it's only on PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't want to do cross-branding on video games, you guys are schlucks. You're schlucks. Um... But the amazing Spider-Man game, oh, that looks so amazing. Uh, Star Wars Quadrants, that's going to be available on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and VR. You know, I really think that in 2020 with the coronavirus, if you were really, really big into VR and you had VR fully launched, oh man, you would probably be making so much money right now. Um... Here's another one only for PlayStation. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Again, only for PlayStation. Schlucks. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, that's due November 17th. Um, and Halo is actually out of 2020. and But Call of Duty has just been announced. Call of Duty... Cold War is confirmed. All I got to say is, is I hope that they fix the zombies map and the zombies gameplay in the next Black Ops. Because Black Ops 4 zombies sucked. You hear me, Treyarch? They sucked. Okay? You took away the gobble gums, which I think the gobble gums was probably one of the greatest things you ever did. And zombies. Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Yeah, damn right it is. Alright, and that's going to be for PS4 and Xbox One. That's due October 2nd. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. That is due October 29th. And that is coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox X Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh... Diablo, the new Diablo game. Looks like Diablo 4. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm going to be out on P uh, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One to be announced whenever that's going to be out, supposedly in 2020, but that could always be pushed back. 
Bugs and Axe. Never honestly even heard of this one. That is due in 2020. Um, give me a second here, guys. Alright, here we go. And the last but not least, Overwatch 2. And that is going to be on PS4, Xbox One, and PC to be announced on that one as well. Or nope, there's actually a couple more. Call of Duty Black Ops World, uh, Cold War, we've already discussed. Dirt 5. Um, That's going to be available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox X Series, and PC. That is to be released October 6th. Gran Turismo 7. Now, I've never been the biggest Gran Turismo fan. I always thought the handling in those racing games were really bad. I mean, of course, I've never played one since Gran Turismo 3. I believe it was. Um, but that's only for PlayStation, you schlucks. Um... Marvel's Avengers. Now, this looks like a badass game. And this is due September 4th. It's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I'm always a big superhero fan. I love the Avengers, Marvel. I love DC. Um, like I told you guys, I'm in a little bit of everything. Um, number 15, Tell Me Why. Title's intriguing. And that is due out on August 27th, which it's out now. That is for Xbox One and PC. So there you have it, guys. That That's a lot of the uh, most anticipated games of 2020. You know, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 that they remastered. That one is already out. And uh, honestly, I'm going to wait for the price to drop on that one because I'm not paying $40 just to play that kind of game i mean don't get me wrong those were awesome games growing up when i was a kid um to me that's just not worth 40 dollars though um but anyways guys i want you guys to leave me as well your favorite video games to play when you were growing up um what your consoles were and um what do you guys like to play i'm gonna go ahead and just share my xbox gamer tag with you it's kgraph 51 it's capital K, lowercase G-R-A-F-F, -F, as in Frank, 5-1. And just add me on Xbox. I'll be down to play with any of my audience and get to know you guys. And like I said, I want this to be an audience-friendly show. And that's what I'm about. Just like Hollywood and just like Black Dragon and uh, Sosa Ghost with Demons Road TV, you know, I believe that's what drew me to a lot of those channels is because how audience friendly they all are. Um, but anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a great day and uh, I will holler at you guys later. What's up, everybody? This is Everything in the USA. I'm your host, Corey Graff, and I want to welcome you guys to the show. We talk about video games, hunting and fishing and outdoors, and we also talk about sports. I'm into a little bit of everything, so this show is going to be about a little bit of everything. So, let's get into it, okay, guys? All right, so, Algernon Sterling is more than likely going to get the next title shot against Peter Yan, according to Dana White. Now, that's going to be a great fight. Um, But I really wish Marlon Marais would be the one to get the next title shot. Because Marlon Marais has bounced back so much from when he lost to Henry Cejudo. And I really think Marlon Marais was more deserving of that title shot. Now, I have said this before and I will say this again. 
Whoever is the champion come January will be holding the belt for TJ Dillashaw whenever he comes back because he never lost that belt. And, you know, TJ is going to be coming back with a vengeance. He really will. And Megan Anderson is going to be fighting Amanda Nunes. That'll be for the women's featherweight title. And I got to tell you, I mean, when Shale Sonnen came out and said, this might be the end of the featherweight division, I thought he was crazy at first because they just implemented it not too long ago. But he's right. I mean, they've never really got that division up and going. I mean, because whenever you, you've seen it, whenever they first invented the featherweight division, you know, they didn't have an ultimate fighter season just with women's featherweights. I mean, they did that with the flyweights, which I thought was complete bullshit. But, you know, there's probably not a lot of market for women's featherweights right now. And I, I hate that because, I mean, you know, women's featherweights, I mean, they're they're good. I mean, they really are. And, um, you know, with Megan Anderson, I want to see some more consistency out of her because, I mean, she did lose to Holly Holm. I mean, granted, it was her first fight in the UFC, and I think she was getting more adapted to the UFC uh, pace in the fights. But I think she's a little bit inconsistent, and I would love to see her be more consistent. Um but whenever you're fighting Amanda Nunes, it's like uh, you got to take the fight to her if you're going to win. I mean, and Felicia Spencer even beat Amanda or Megan Anderson. Um, I'm sorry. And, you know, I think when she got rushed into that title fight against Amanda Nunes, I mean, Amanda Nunes just dominated her. And that's not Felicia Spencer's fault either. She did what she could do. Um, Anthony Rumble Johnson is now in the USADA pool. And he has four months before he can even get a fight. And he's going to be fighting at light heavyweight. But he's 280 pounds right now. <sighs> Boy. Man. Got your work cut out for you there, Rumble, but I'm so glad you're back, man. I mean, you were a gentleman, and you had the utmost class. I mean, and I think that's what I loved about him. And uh, Marla Marice is going to be fighting Corey Sandhagen uh, October 10th. And I just feel bad for Marla Marice because I really think that Peter Yan's not going to be fighting for the rest of the year after... He fights Algerman Sterling, and TJ Dillashaw will be coming back in January. So, I don't know. They may make a Marlon Marais versus TJ Dillashaw fight for the for the title. I, I mean, who knows? But, man, Marlon Marais, man, he deserves another title shot. Um. Anyway, so... And that's the UFC for you. Actually, and, you know, Dana White came out and said that the UFC is going to be building an entire hotel for UFC fighters. That is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, whenever you, you're getting to that caliber, you know you're doing well. And the UFC really has proven... That even during COVID-19, sports can still go on. Um, and, you know, and I think they're starting to see that, you know, there are more fights that make sense versus the money fights. Don't get me wrong, Khabib versus Connor was a money fight, but... You know, that was a great money fight because Conor McGregor got his ass whooped and it humbled him. You know, when he fought my my hero, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, I mean, he was just as humble as you as they come. Um, 
You know, and speaking of which, Cowboy is going to be fighting Nico Price on September 19th. I really hope that he wins that fight because, you know, it's going to be a welterweight. And, you know, Cowboy, at the twilight of his career, needs to fight for the title again. But he's going to have some competition, whether he goes to lightweight or welterweight. You know, because Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal, that needs to be the number one contender fight for Kamara Usman. Because we already know Gilbert Burns is going to be the next title contender to him. But make the next number one contender be out of the winner of Edwards versus Masvidal. Okay, so let's move on here. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles are in contract negotiations with Zach Ertz right now, which I really think that... He's going to end up signing there. I mean, and he's a darn good tight end. I mean, I'll put him in the top five for sure behind Gronk, Kelsey, and Andrews. I mean, that's that, that he's just a stud. And what I'm just dumbfounded by is that Cam Newton is still not the week one starter yet. Are you serious? Cam Newton has been proving to people that he is capable of being a starter. He won an MVP. He took the took a team to Super Bowl 50 with a 15 and 1 record. I mean seriously, people come on. Even though he had to take two full seasons off almost because of injuries, He's still got so much left in him. And I think he is a big upgrade over Jared Stidham. But I've always said, when you're playing the Patriots, you're not just playing the Patriots. You're playing Bill Belichick. Anyway, so let's move on. Okay, so we're going to get into the uh, hunting and fishing and outdoors segment of the show. And I really want you guys to email me or send it to Facebook or send it to wherever to me because I really want to see your best hunts, your best harvest, your best the best fish you've ever caught, you know, and where you really find yourself in tune with nature and closer to God and Jesus Christ, because that's where I really feel like nature takes you when you're really in touch with nature. Um, or if you're just on two wheels on a motorcycle, you know, and you're riding around and where's that, where's that spot that brings you close to God when you're riding down the freeway? You know what I mean? Make sure you guys email me that or send it to the Facebook page. And speaking of which, I'm going to have a very special guest come on the show within a week or two. My best friend and my older brother, Dustin Schilling. He is now a wildlife conservation officer. Yes, he's a Leo, but he's a good Leo. And he's going to be talking about his experiences with the outdoors and what really drove him to the outdoors and why he chose the career path that he did and what he does to keep hunters like us safe. And it's going to be a great show. Also, make sure you guys go check out Knockout Firearms. I mean, Ralph Randolph out of Tempe, Arizona. He's a former Marine. He flies flies planes he's a pilot uh he's also built motorcycles and now he's building firearms i mean i wish i was as half as gifted gifted as this guy is and i know he's going to give you a great quality product go check him out out in tempe arizona also jns sense is going to be launching a brand new product and he 
I don't Jay Williamson, the owner, I don't think he has even even told the media about this yet. Uh, a lot of the conventions that he's going to he usually goes to has been shut down because of COVID nineteen. Um but when that happens, when he's ready to launch this product, I'm gonna be doing a YouTube podcast and just basically showing you guys how it's made and basically a demonstration of the product. And that is one interview I'm going to be very, very, very happy to do because it's from Southern Illinois and he is now a nationally recognized company. I mean, he's got people from Hawaii that are buying his products and there's no deer even in Hawaii. I mean, seriously. Um, and, you know, let's go back to the sports section for just for a moment. You know, the NBA has decided to keep the playoffs going, and which I am super happy about because, for especially for the Lakers, the Lakers really need to win the NBA Finals this year because if they don't, their season is in vain with the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. It, it really would be in vain. If they did not bring a title home to L.A. Um, now, moving on. Um, so I want to give a big shout out to the men and women of our armed forces. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Um, it's because of you guys we get to live free. And it's because of you guys that, you know, we live in the greatest country in the world and even with the negativity surrounding America right now, I still really think that this is the best nation of them all. Hands down, no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm proud to be an American, and I, I love this great country. And if you guys are homesick or depressed, whatever, just email me. I'll encourage you. You're not alone. And remember why you put that uniform on. Remember why you're making the sacrifices that you are. And now, and we're going to go into our video games section here. Um, who saw the reveal party for Call of Duty Cold War Black Ops? I haven't yet. And I'm going fa- uh, to post that on the Facebook page and I'm going to check it out eventually. Um... But Treyarch and Activision, are you are you hearing me right now? Blackout and zombies in Black Ops 4 sucked. You guys need to fix it in this next Black Ops. Bring back the gobble gums. Get better maps for the zombies. I mean, good lord. I was just dumbfounded whenever I played Black Ops 4 zombies. It, it, it was just bad. But anyway, um, so, and I think really what happened with Infinity Ward was that they looked at Warzone, or Blackout, I'm sorry, and said that we are not going to do things this way. And when they created Warzone, it it is one of the greatest Battle Royale games I've ever played. And speaking of which, you hackers, you guys are schlucks. You hear me? You're schlucks. Okay? Stop hacking. Seriously. Learn to win a game naturally. And you're paying like $25 to $30 a bot. I mean, do you seriously think that $25 to $30 a bot is worth it? I mean, seriously, you guys are schlucks if you guys think that that's the case. Um, man, I keep looking at trailers for the Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, man, it looks so awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Excuse me. But anyway, you know, I'm definitely going to have that on pre-order for sure. Um... Actually, I already do. Yeah, I already have it on pre-order. And with that being said, guys, add me on Xbox. 
gamertag kgraph51. Again, that's capital K and lowercase graff51. I'm always down to kick some ass on some Warzone and interact with my audience. You know, and this is what I want this show really to be about is interacting with my audience. You know, like James Hollywood Machikari does with Insane Throttle Biker News as well as Black Dragon with Black Dragon Biker News. And also with Sosta Ghost on Demons Row TV. Man, go check him out. His It's not about just motorcycle clubs on his show. It's about what's going on wrong in the world. And, man, he is always on point. Make sure you guys go check him out. I mean, because this is going to be the most audience-friendly, kick-ass, up-and-coming, kick-ass, up-and-coming podcast show that there ever will be. With that, guys, I hope you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you guys later.